Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the All Things New podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode. I hope that you guys have been having a great week so far and have been enjoying the summer. Hopefully, it's warm and sunny where you are right now. Even if it's not, God is still good and rain is cool. Anyways, thanks again, y'all, for tuning in for another episode. Today's episode is titled Quiet Servitude. Servitude is a very common and important theme throughout Christianity, and we have the best and greatest example of servitude from God himself, from Jesus, because when he came to this earth, he was a servant in so many ways. Not only was he, you know, he talked about how it was so important to be a servant. Um, For example, he washed his disciples' feet. He humbled himself down. Literally, he's God, but he humbled himself down so much that he literally washed the feet of his students, which is an incredible an incredible gesture of humility um but also we see in isaiah in the prophetic writings of jesus of the messiah we see this um concept of a suffering servant um but before i read that passage servitude is an incredibly honorable and biblically um, and biblical thing and it is perfectly exemplified by jesus so he is the best example we can look at to see what is a servant like I'm going to read Isaiah 53, verses 10 through 11, which say, Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify many for he shall bear their iniquities. This prophecy um, is talking about Jesus. This was hundreds of years before he was born, but it was talking about how he is a servant who suffered to cover the sins of many, to bear the iniquities of everyone. And also in the New Testament, and it's in, I think, most of the Gospels, but the scripture I pulled is from Mark. Um, Mark chapter 10 verse 45 says, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. That's powerful stuff. Like he literally like, he's saying here like, I came to serve. I came to serve you. I came to love. Like this is, these are literally his words. He's saying, I didn't come to be served, but I came to serve. And that's absolutely incredible. If Christ himself fully embraced and promoted the role of being a servant, then who are we to reject it and think it to be beneath us? Who are we to think that servitude is something that is too low for us to do? Like, how dare we think that? Because literally God himself says that, like, he came to be, to to serve. He came to be a servant. And being a servant is something that is incredibly honorable to the Lord. And it's something that he looks upon with honor. So, talking about honor, the next point I'd like to make is that the Lord 
honors the servant. I'm going to read Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 through 11, which say, Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death on the cross. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. There's quite a bit to unpack there, but something that stuck out to me was um, when it says that he made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant. He humbled himself so much and he didn't want, you know, he didn't want himself to become famous. Um, And even if you read throughout the gospels, Jesus does several miracles and says to the people, he's like, hey, like, you know, keep this to yourself. Don't tell anyone I did this. And of course, people were like, oh my gosh, I was healed, blah, blah, blah. Like this thing, I've been dealing with it for my whole life, but this man touched me and healed me. But he didn't want the clout (laughs) if we're going to use colloquialism. He didn't want the clout. And as Christians, if we are wanting to be more like Christ, of course, he does some transformation in our hearts. But a way that you can be like Christ is by not looking for clout, not looking for attention, not looking to make your name great, not looking to create a good reputation for yourself. And while you should have a good reputation from your character, the the purpose of doing things, the purpose of loving and serving others is not so that you can be someone who people are like, oh my gosh, they're so awesome. They're so good. Of course, people are going to say good things about you if you have a good character, but the purpose of doing these things is not to get a name for yourself. It's not to have a reputation of for that you are such a great Christian, quote unquote, but servanthood is Christ-like. Christ himself became a servant for us when he walked on this earth. And if we are proclaiming to be Christians, we also will serve and love others and we will be humble and we will humble ourselves and we will not be looking for clout because we want to be recognized or noticed or known for being a quote-unquote good christian colossians 3 23 through 24 says and whatever you do do it heartily as to the lord and not to men knowing that from the lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance For you serve the Lord Christ. Galatians 5.13 also says, For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. Don't use your freedom to, you know, like to abuse God's grace. Don't use your freedom to be um, reckless or thoughtless, but use like Use your liberty for good, for the glory of God. Serve and love others. Um, and don't just look to make yourself good. It's kind of a similar 
theme as the verses in Philippians. Don't, you know, don't do things so you can be recognized. Do it because you love the Lord and do these things to honor him because it's what he desires. It's what is good and it's what is honorable to him. Not just you can do things because you're supposed to, but because you're coming from a literal heart of humility and love, wanting to love and serve others because Christ has transformed your heart. Galatians, I'm going to go a little bit further down in the chapter 5, um, verses 22 through 25, say, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. So these qualities are the fruit of the Spirit. And as Christians, we are to exemplify these things. And of course, we will need to work on them. (laughs) The Lord will transform us, but it takes some time. It's a journey. We won't just, as soon as we become saved, we're not just going to perfectly, you know, be a textbook Christian. What even is that, right? Like we're all, you know, different individuals, but it's important to keep this in mind. What are the fruit of the spirit? It's important to meditate on them, but also ask the Lord to transform your heart so that you are exemplifying them. But the way that we serve should be through this, not because you want to, you know, be recognized as a good Christian. Of course, that's good. And that will happen if you have a good character. However, that's not the reason why we do things. We do things because you love the Lord, because it's what he calls us and asks us to do. So as we serve, let us serve through the fruit of the spirit. Let us serve from that lens, the lens of love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Galatians chapter 6 verse 9 says, And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Oftentimes, um, being a person who likes to serve, um, you can tend to burn out relatively quickly. So it's important to keep this in mind. Let us not grow weary while doing good. Um, for in due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. So keep that in mind, but also remember to constantly rest in the Lord and be renewed and filled by him so that you have something to give. It's important to rest in God, rest. If you read like Psalm chapter 90, like in around the 90s, like all the 90s is a really, really good section talks about resting in the Lord and it's so important for us to keep being fed by him to keep drinking from his cup um, and keep being renewed by him so that we do not grow weary so that we can keep heart so that we can stay strong because of his strength and that we you know don't just get tired of doing works because we're coming from the wrong perspective and we're not getting we're not being filled by Christ but we're doing it by our own our own power and if we're doing it by our own power we will not go so far because we are very limited but God has all the power he's the fountain he is the source and so if we get our strength from him we will not grow weary because he is our strength because his strength is made perfect in our weakness and so if we're coming from that place of being filled by Christ You will be filled enough and strong to continue to do these good works. Romans 12, chapter 10 says, Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love and honor giving preference to another. 
I love this so much because it's reminding us to be kind to one another and to think of others, like to be humble, not to just think of yourself first. Think, oh, what can I do? Like, what can, how can I get something out of this? Or how can I be best served? But thinking of others, think of how can I love and serve someone else? How can I serve others? How can I be kind? How can I be loving? And being mindful of others. It doesn't mean neglecting yourself, but it means to be mindful of others and to come from a heart of humility. The last point that I'd like to make here is a godly heart is a humble heart. I want to read Matthew chapter 23 verses 11 through 12, which say, But he who is greatest among you shall be your servant, and whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Oftentimes, as Christians, we tend to, because we're coming from our flesh, a lot of times we think regressive things when it comes to the bible like we read a scripture and we're like oh this is how you get exalted cool like you could say oh you have to be humble to be exalted great i'm going to be humble so i can be exalted that is not humility and i think that's um i don't think most people (laughs) um interpret that in that way however um we should not seek to be exalted what we should seek is to love the lord and honor him in that you know you will be exalted because you are coming from that place but if you are in a place where you love the Lord so much and you're submitted to his will and you honor him, you won't desire to be exalted. Although it will be given to you, that's not something that you'll desire at that point because the Lord will be will have transformed your heart. And so if you are coming from that place, um, check your heart. Ask the Lord to reveal something in your heart. Ask him to change the way, um, help you change your, the way you think and transform your mind because we need to be transformed. Um, but we will be exalted if you are if you humble yourself. But once you're humble, if you're in a humble place, you're not going to be like, oh, I want to be exalted. You won't care because you just love the Lord and you want to love and honor him. First Peter 5 verses 6 through 7 say, Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. It's the same thing that we see here in the previous passage. Um, Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. And then I love the next part that says, casting all your care upon him for he cares for you. We can always cast our care upon him. We can always give our worries to him because he cares for us. He wants us to have peace and to um, prosper and to be fulfilled. And so if we have any cares, he will take them. In Matthew, he says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened i will give you rest like take my yoke because my yoke is easy my burden is easy and so he doesn't want you to be struggling all the time of course we'll go through struggles but he has a light and easy burden and he's kind and good and he's so peaceful so if you have any cares and worries he's not going to be annoyed if you give them to him he wants you to give them to him so um if you have any cares or worries just feel free to lay it all down The last passage that I would like to read comes from James chapter 4, and it is verses 6 through 10. But he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of God and he will lift you up. We see again this theme of humility and exaltation. 
if we humble ourselves, the Lord will lift us up. He will exalt us. He will strengthen us. He will give us what we need. He will equip us. We have to come from a heart of humility. It's a very common theme in the Bible, seeing humility, seeing the heart position. So if you are walking your walk, walking with the Lord, your journey with Christ, remember that your heart has to be in the right place. It's all about your heart position. It's not about anything you specifically say or do while you should be, you know, while you should speak in a way that honors the Lord and do things that honor the Lord, you should be doing them from a place of humility. And so as Christians, it is an honor to be a servant. It is an honor because you're exemplifying Christ by being servants and it honors the Lord. That's something that the Lord loves and honors and he will reward that. And if we are coming from a place of humility, we will not be like, oh, I want that reward. No, like it'll just come because that's what God does. But we have to remember that being a servant is an honor. It is not shameful. It is not dishonorable. It is literally, quite literally, honorable by God himself. He loves the humble. He loves the humble. One last little scripture I'd like to read, but it comes from Matthew 5. It's the Beatitudes, um, and I'm reading from the NLT here, but it says in verse 5, Matthew 5, 5, God blesses those who are humble, for they will inherit the whole earth. You will be blessed if you are humbled. You will be honored. You will be exalted. And humility is an incredibly important thing as a Christian. I think, you know, when it comes to salvation, we have to repent Repentance requires humility, recognizing and acknowledging that you've done something wrong and not being haughty and being prideful and defending your sin. But it, it requires humility. It requires you saying, oh, I've done wrong. I'm in the wrong. I'm a sinner and I need help. And so like that's literally the first step of salvation is coming from a place of humility. You cannot truly be saved if you are not coming from a place of humility, if you are not humbling yourself before the Lord. So being a servant is a beautiful thing. Literally, Jesus himself was a servant when he walked this earth. And so as followers of Christ, we are to do the same. We are to exemplify what he did and show the world who Jesus is. Show the world that he's not a God of condemnation, although he hates sin. He loves people. The Bible in John three sixteen says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. As Christians, it is our job and our responsibility to show the world the real Jesus. And unfortunately, in the media and a lot of Christianity has been painted as hateful and wrong. And it's just, it's not accurate to who Jesus is. And it breaks my heart seeing how Christianity is portrayed, how it is um received and it's sad because that's not the real jesus some things that i see uh, in the media so it's our jobs as christians to show the world the real jesus to show jesus of nazareth the man who washed the feet of his disciples we are to wash the feet of those around us as well not literally but how can we love how can we be humble towards those who are around us how can we show the world jesus so think about that as you walk through your life day to day think about how can i be more like Jesus. And also ask the Lord, Lord, how can I be more like you? Help me be humble in this area. Like examine my heart, show me the things that I need to do to honor you, to be more like you. 
And as you spend more time with him, he will also transform your heart. But it's also, you know, it's always a good thing to ask. So, you know, don't feel weird about asking the Lord to help you be more humble because we need help. We can't do it all by ourselves because our inherent nature is opposite. We um, instinctually want to exalt ourselves. We want to be, oh, I'm the coolest, I'm the greatest. But no, that's not, that's not, um, what the Lord desires of us. So just keep that in mind as you are going throughout your day and your week. But that's all I have for you guys today. Thanks again so much for tuning in for another episode. If you liked this episode, if you haven't already followed, I'd appreciate that. So go ahead and give me a follow and give me a rating or a review and feel free to share the podcast as well. Um, I would love to have more listeners. That would be great. It's not that I don't have a lot. I love you guys. You guys are amazing. Um, But you know what? It would be great to also have a little bit more exposure, some more listeners, so I can possibly get some more monetization. That's not the reason why I want more listeners. But, um, you know, it helps, you know. Anyways, um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I love y'all. And I will talk to y'all next Tuesday. Ciao.